Welcome to episode number 82 of Nurses Living the Good Life. My name's Anne Conkley. I'm a certified nurse midwife and a certified life and business coach, and I'm so glad that you're here. So today we're going to talk about celebrating some big wins, and I'm going to share with you a couple of the things that are going on in our business and also give you an opportunity to consider um, what you can celebrate and, and what you're doubling down on right now in order to get to that next level and get to that next step. I think a lot of us really talk about the results that we create, right? How much revenue we've generated in the business, how many new patients we have, new clients, whether or not the Facebook ad is converting. And I just want to take this episode and talk about something that we've done and how we're celebrating it and um, and give you a sense of what could be a new way for you to go about doing business over in your neck of the woods. And I just want to, before we really get started there, I want to just make note of what happens with celebration and why it's so important. Because if you're just interested in skipping through this podcast because you think that you just want to get into the the weeds on how to, you know, overcome the insecurity or how to run the Facebook ad or how to get out there and do organic marketing, I just want to offer this to you. Celebration is one of the most important skills you can have as a business owner. And there's a reason for that, and I will tell you why. But the act of celebrating is really important for the nurse, for the CEO, for the coach, because here's why. When we do something that gives us pleasure, we are tapping into the portion of the brain that is driven by emotional decision-making, which is the limbic system. And when we satiate the portion of that of the brain, the limbic system, by a celebration, we are creating a innate reward system. And so one of the beautiful things and one of the ways in which you can outsmart your brain and hack it is to actually celebrate more. And I know that this may sound a little bit bogus or maybe a little bit too woo-woo for you, but bear with me because I want to walk you through this and I want to just give you an opportunity to consider this as a way to eventually get better at your own business or to get better at being an NP or to get better at being a coach, whatever it is for you, whatever season of your career that you're in. Um, this is an opportunity for, for an, a really easy system to implement that can help you get there more quickly, right? Save time, get there faster. So let's talk about celebration and why this is so important. And I want to just give you the background scenario here. So in, um, I'm in Cleveland, Ohio, for those of you who don't know me, and um, I run a coaching business for advanced practice nurses called Living the Good Life, Nurses Living the Good Life. And then I also run a private practice that caters to perimenopausal and menopausal women uh, who are looking to feel better and reinvent their bodies using hormone replacement therapy and uh, weight loss medications like semaglutide. So one of the things that we're working on in my coaching business is that we are hosting eight individuals here in Cleveland uh, at the end of this week on Thursday and Friday. 
And I can tell you how excited I am. This is our first cohort of coach training. And that's coach training with a K, as you know. Um, we do things a little differently around here and use Ks quite a bit in our, our marketing and our branding. And by the way, if you don't do that in your own marketing and branding, I highly encourage you to do it. Number one, because you can save some money when you're going for things like domains and you're trying to stand out, um, you know, from uh, and also trying to stand out from the crowd. It's a really good and easy way to differentiate yourself. So, but we are hosting eight humans here for coach training. And by we, I mean me and Joey. Joey's flying in and uh, from her home uh, on the West Coast, and she will be here. And I am so excited not only to see Joey, but also to host these eight amazing individuals who are coming in to learn how to coach and specifically to learn a coach approach, which is the methodology that I've created and that I teach not only to my clients who are in Nurses Living the Good Life, but also now to this first cohort uh, of uh, APN coaches who are coming in to really take this skill and then you know, do what they want with it. Go on and build a coaching practice or build a consulting practice or to incorporate their these coaching tools into the work that they do as clinicians. There is no shortage of opportunity when you learn how to coach and what you can do with it. And I am so excited. I've been looking forward to this for some time now. This has been on my radar of creating a coaching program where I could actually teach my people, our people, our profession, how to use the tools that I've learned to use and to do it in a way that complements what we already know as advanced practice nurses and clinicians and all the you know skills that we have honed over years of sitting with patients and you know creating soap notes and you know assessing you know uh, assigning diagnoses and creating plans and this training is a beautiful marriage and and kind of supplement to the work that we've already done as advanced practice nurses so I am so excited to have these individuals coming in we have a lovely program that is set up for them on Thursday and Friday in person here. And then we're going to work together over the next six months to help them refine their skill and really practice the skill of coaching and then to begin building their businesses and to make some money back with uh, the investment that they have uh, made in this program. So I am thrilled. I'm so excited. Um, We're putting together swag bags and getting all the little goodies ready and, you know, just, um, preparing, I just got my nails done this morning and I'm, I'm just so excited to, um, have these lovely humans come and to share some time with them and to teach them and to watch them go out into the world and take a little bit of what I know and what we do and use it to, you know, create 10 times the impact, right. Uh, or eight times the impact that I can create on my own. So this is phenomenal. So, um, so we have been preparing for coach training for some time. If you know, we've, uh, been listening to the podcast or, um, you know, you've been in, in any of my social media, uh, posts or communities, you know, that we, um, talked about coach training earlier this year, sold the program. And, uh, so this is our first cohort. So we've been really kind of thinking through this and creating a curriculum and, and really getting to the point where, you know, we're ready and we're so close. People are getting ready to travel, uh, later this week and I could not be more more excited. So, so all these people are coming in, right? And so I am, um, you know, and in preparation for this event, Joey and I have been hard at work behind the scenes, really creating a container and an experience for people, right? Because that's one of the things that I really find so fascinating, right? You can create an event 
or you can create an experience. And if you're a business owner or you are a medical director or you're in you know, some sort of clinical practice, this is a great concept that is important for you to understand, which is that you get to choose whether or not you're going to create an event, right? Like a transaction, right? The patient comes in for you know, an, a rash on her arm and you assess the rash, give her the cream and send her on her merry way. That is a transactional event. You can create that or you can create an experience. And what's fascinating is that there's some um, interesting research that comes out of specifically two researchers who, um, one of whom taught me in one of my MBA courses, but who wrote this hallmark piece for Harvard Business Review called The Experience Economy. And this is an article, it's by Gilmore and Pine. If you are in business and you've not read this article, you need to go and find this article and read it. It's an excellent, excellent article, but it talks about creating the experience economy and and not only talking about the transactional event, right? Giving the prescription or, you know, sending the patient, seeing the patient, you know, writing the soap note, discharging the patient. It really talks about creating the experience. What is it like for the patient when the patient comes into the waiting room? What is the experience like when the um, support staff goes and greets them and brings them into the back? What is the decor like? What is the feel? Is there a scent that is, you know, present in your office or you know around your? And I know people are like, "Girl, we don't have any scents." I know, I get it. I'm I'm like one of those who's very very nauseated by the Bath and Body Works shit. Like I I can't stand that stuff. Um. I, I, so like, I get it. All right. Like, so maybe the scent doesn't apply in this scenario, but, but you know, it's taking into consideration, like what's the experience that's created for the person, for the patient, for the client who comes and sits and has the experience of going through, you know, having an, a rash evaluated, right? It's really that it goes above and beyond that transactional component. And it also starts to consider not only the um, the experience or what happens with the individual providing the service, but really the experience of the person who is who is obtaining the service. So, um, so Gilmore and Pine, if you don't know about the experience economy, go research it, go read about it. It's all over Harvard Business Review, and um, there are a couple of articles in particular. Um, that are speak to the experience economy and how to create it and why it is so vitally important. But just take it from me if you don't want to read the article. It's something to consider if you are in uh, some sort of a business. So we have been really thinking about the experience and creating this. Um, you know, we chose a hotel that is really, you know, represents our brand and really is, you know, similar to the brand that we have. Um, we have created materials, including a, um, you know, agenda and a workbook and a also a book that's called Coach Training: The Art and Science of a Coach Approach that I wrote. Um, you know, both uh, and then also uh, the book that I wrote called How to Start a Private Practice in Parentheses About. Uh, 30 days, um, which is another, I don't know, 60 or 70 page book. So we're, we're thinking about all of these things for our clients, right? They're coming in, we're thinking about how to welcome them and, you know, and, and the experience of when they come in, right? Prepping them so that if the room's cold, that they know to bring some sort of a shawl, right? Thinking about all these steps. And these are the things that I love to do. Right. When I start to think about business and the way in which our service differentiates itself from many of the other common coaching services out there or online courses or programs, we are a high touch service model, right? Like I like to have relationships with my clients. I like to know them. I like to have one-on-one -on -one time with them. I like to be in person with them in our mastermind setting. Just to give you an example, we are um, just approaching and I think the first week of October, I'm going down to Richmond, Virginia. I have a concentration of several 
several of the people in the mastermind are in and around the Virginia area. So I am going down there and this will be our third time meeting up in person. We're doing strategic planning, but the beauty of doing that is that I get to just be around my clients. I get to help them. I get to work with them. And, and I don't care what anybody says, but there is something that is different about an in-person interaction rather than doing all this shit on Zoom. And look, I love having a virtual business. I love being able to take my business and go to Florida or Vegas or to have a call that I do from, you know, downstate Ohio if I'm traveling for the weekend or something. I love the flexibility that Zoom affords me and it's not everything. I still love that human component and love to be with my clients. And so so we are we have just really thought through you know, this experience and creating just a lovely time for them. Not only are they coming and we're going to teach them and feed them and give them, you know, snacks and create this lovely experience for them, but we, we also want to just make it so that it is a, an opportunity for connection and an opportunity for, you know, um, the relationship building that can occur and the networking, you know, that I love to see happen in our profession, right? These are, these are people who have self-selected. They're in the first cohort of coach training. They are the movers and shakers. And so, right. They wanted to be in the first cohort. They wanted, they were ready to invest in coach training. And so I want to just give these people an opportunity to, really just learn about each other and, you know, get comfortable with each other and expand their networks. And so, so we've been really, you know, again, thinking through what it would be like to have people and to host people. And not to mention the fact that we are hosting these, uh, these trainees here in Cleveland, pretty much in my backyard, the hotel that we're using, we decided instead of leaving Cleveland, we would just use a, this beautiful new AC Marriott hotel that's uh, not far from us. And, um, and really give them a chance to, you know, like, I feel like I'm inviting them almost into my home because they're coming so close to where I physically live and a place where I go and, you know, get coffee and have breakfast with my kids and my mom and, so I'm just so excited to um, to have them here and to create the uh, the opportunity for them to learn a new skill and create an experience for them and provide an opportunity for connection and networking and I'm super excited. So so in the midst of all of this, right, we have been um, prepping, right, and we have been getting things together. And I've been writing. I've written two books in the past. I don't know, 45 days and two books that are, you know, again, um, the art and science of a coach approach and then, um, how to start a private practice in about 30 days. And these have been huge, like big labors of love. If you've ever written a book, this is the third book I've written. The first book I wrote way back in the day. And it was a, um, it was a book about, um, a healthy back routine uh, for women. And I, I wrote it. I was, I had said I was leaving. I think I had announced my resignation in January or February of 2019. And once I did that, I, the weight of just being, of knowing what I was doing and knowing what my next steps were was so and like powerful that I went and just decided like, I'm just going to write a book. I've, you know, I keep getting asked about this foam roller. I keep getting asked about, you know, what I do for, um, you know, back pain and, um, for all my patients in the office. And, you know, and I, as, as you know, my clinical practice, uh, in full scope midwifery dealt with a lot of pregnant patients. And, and so I just decided to create this book. I took some pictures, I wrote the damn thing. I put it up on Kindle, Kindle direct publishing. And, um, it was so fun to actually sell some books and get a book in my own home, you know, book that I wrote. I mean, it's kind of fun. Um, and, 
So, but we have been, you know, over the past, I don't know, probably one to two months, we have been just creativity, like tons and tons of time spent in creation mode. And for those of you who are business owners, and I think I've talked about this on the podcast, and you'll probably, this may resonate with you, that there are seasons of our business and seasons of our lives. And sometimes there are these very fertile grounds for when creativity really blooms. And I kind of look at it just as like the seasons you know, that we experience out in nature, right? Sometimes it is cold as hell. There's nothing going on. Everything is frozen. We then get into spring and there's this awakening and right, the buds are starting to pop up. And then we get into summer and we were just in full bloom. And then we get into fall and things are starting to die down and we're starting to see um, that um, uh, uh, the turnover is occurring and then we're back into to winter and you know things have really shut down and they are in hibernation and preparing for the next round. And I, you know, in our business, what has happened is that we have had the same seasons, right? Sometimes we are in a you know, high creative, high output. We are creating new programs and thinking about the business in a different way. And and sometimes in our business, it is a, you know, watching the the flowers bloom and kind of watching the fruits of our labor. And sometimes it is a, we're going into hibernation mode and we're not putting anything new out and we're not, um, we're watching things end and we're, you know, bringing things to a close and we're, um, you know, closing out this program and, and not necessarily starting a new program. We're just kind of creating that space in between. And all of those cycles are really important because the reality is that's how business, you know, that's just the way that business, at least in my opinion, business follows those cycles. Um, at least in our businesses, it has, it follows the same cycles of nature. So we have been in a, and I would say a mode of cultivation. Okay. Um, that's with a K of course, but we have been just, you know, putting together new stuff. I built in, in the past 60 days, I've written these two books. I put a, um, created an entirely new course called private practice in 30 days, how to start a private practice in 30 days. And so we have just had a high output of tangible items, right? The results created have been really high quality and high value creation items, right? These are, um, this is intellectual property. It is a um, value add that my clients will now have going forward. All of them now get access to this book, How to Start a Private Practice in 30 Days. It's everything that I've, you know, that I used and, and all of the tools that I used in order to get our, our my private practice off the ground. Everything I've learned from digital marketing and, you know, and all of that, right? It's all captured in this beautiful little book. It's easy to read. It's down and straight and to the point. And, um, but all captured in this beautiful little book. The Art and Science of a Coach Approach, this is now a new book. It is another value add that not only will my clients have, but it's something that from a business owner standpoint, it's a, a an asset to my business that can continue to grow. It is an asset that will we can use over and over and over again in terms of delivering, you know, products and creating value for clients, right? Knowing full well, if you think about if you've ever created a program or you've ever created really anything and you've thought about the consumer experience, we know that some people, you know, adult learners learn in different ways, right? So we have in our business created, we've created the online component where we're, you know, coaching online and we're, we're working that way. We've created the in-person component knowing full well that some people really prefer that human connection and, and that's how they learn best. We've created the, um, the book component knowing full well some people like to read. We are recording all the sessions so that our adult learners who prefer to 
to listen, but not necessarily see the visual component so that they can have their moment, right? Where it feels like, oh yeah, this is the way that I learn best. So we have been creating so much. And when I tell you I am tired, girl, I'm tired. Like I'm, I, I'm like a good tired. You know, when you're just like, can lay your head on the pillow and you're like, fuck, I did some amazing things today. And oh my God, get out of my way because I'm just going to fall asleep like in a second. Yeah. That's how I feel right now. Just in terms of all the output that we have generated, you know, over the past probably 60 to 90 days. Um, so, but one of the things that is so critical here in all that we do, and I did it this morning and I had to chuckle because it felt a little bit, oh, how could we say it felt a little indulgent. And this is what's so funny about when you celebrate, which is that if you are a person who celebrates, then you create this opportunity to have a dopamine hit in your brain. And our brains really like dopamine. In fact, they love dopamine, which is why sometimes when you pick up your phone and you go into TikTok and all of a sudden you look up and 40 minutes have passed and dinner was supposed to be started and you're like, oh shit, I'm just, how did that even happen, right? You have been either death scrolling or you have been so knee deep in, you know, watching dog videos. Like I just found this one guy on TikTok and all he does is do the like cutest top five dog videos. Like he just sources, he just like scours internet. I think this one video that he did for this week had 800,000 views to it. It was just absurdity, but like, right? Here I am in TikTok and I'm watching this video and all of a sudden I'm like, oh my God, I need to start getting ready for this event I'm going to. So if you've ever been there, right? We know that the brain loves dopamine. This is the reason that when you walk past the bag of chips or the bag of Oreos, you know, you're, you have an urge to eat the Oreo and you eat the Oreo and you're like, oh my God, it's so good. And you eat the Oreo and you get the dopamine hit and you're like, oh, it's so good. And also the reason that it is really sometimes challenging to do things that don't have an immediate dopamine hit, like going to the gym. If you've ever been the person who wants to get getting out of bed and early in the morning at the crack of dawn and your brain is like, oh my God, this is so hard. Please don't do this. Like just stay in bed. You know that you have to fight for your, the, the, your prefrontal cortex. You got to bring that prefrontal cortex back online. And you really have to fight for those goals because you're like, oh my gosh, if I succumb to the dopamine hit and I want the dopamine hit, the dopamine hit for me right now would just be like, I just lay my head back on the pillow and I get back, I snuggle up with my blankie, I hit snooze and you know, I get another 20 minutes of shitty sleep. I mean, who, I don't know of, of any of you. I never get better sleep. Like when it, it's a fallacy, right? Like I go to hit the snooze button occasionally once in a blue moon. I never sleep better than I was sleeping before the alarm went off. I just don't. It's just like, I, but there's that fallacy and you're like, oh, and the brain just loves the dopamine hit of like, oh, just stay in bed. It's so lovely and warm in here. And it will be so great to just not go do that hard thing. Like get out of bed in a cold room, go pee, go put your you know feet on cold tile and then go put socks on and go put your sweatshirt on and then go outside where it is also cold and walk. Walk your ass around the block 2.2 miles. That's what I do every morning, right? And I would love to tell you that it just gets easier and easier and easier to become the person who just walks, and it does. And there are still days when I struggle with that, right? Like this morning, I was like, please, no. God, I don't want to walk, right? I've been walking most five to seven days a week for the past bajillion years. I don't know. It's been probably a good three to four years at this point. 
And sometimes my brain still likes to get the better of me in the mornings, right? It's like, oh my, no, just like stay in bed and we're just going to hang out this morning. You did so much work this weekend. Like, just don't worry about it, right? And then all of a sudden I'm like, okay. And I'm like, nope, 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 nope. We're not doing that shit today, right? Because I got shit to do. And I want the dopamine hit of being able to go out and exercise and then know for the rest of the day that I'm good, that I already did my exercise. Like that's the dopamine hit I'm seeking, right, for my brain. So when you begin to understand dopamine, it becomes so much easier to really outsmart your brain because the beauty is that if you can trade the quick dopamine hit, the snuggling up with the blankie and staying in bed a little while longer, if we can switch that dopamine hit for the dopamine hit you get when you, when your uh, Apple Watch chimes and says exercise ring closed and you look and you're like, fuck yeah, I just closed my exercise ring and it's not even 6.30 in the morning. That's what we're trying to get. That's the dopamine hit that we want to get. Why? Because if we can get you, if we can help your brain get to that dopamine hit, here's what happens is that you become the person who does the 45 minute walk every day and all of a sudden... I don't know, your pants may feel a little bit more loose and you may not be yelling at your kids as much and you may be processing some of that emotion that uh, and some of those big feelings and some of that burnout and some of that stress. You may all of a sudden give yourself a vehicle to process some of uh, all that energy and emotion and stress. And it's a beautiful thing, right? Like that version of you, like I want that version who's been walking for every day straight for 30 days right? Like that's the dopamine hit I'm seeking. And so if I can just over, if I can just acknowledge my brain when it's like, no, just cuddle up and I can say, no, 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 I know I totally get it. And we're going to go for the dopamine hit of closing all three of our rings on our Apple watch, or we're going to go for the dopamine hit of being the person who works out for the next 30 days straight or who walks for the next, you know, 25 out of 30 days this month, we're going to get that award. And that's going to feel amazing right? That's the, that's the play that we're trying to do. But when you throw in celebration, what happens is that you begin to give yourself these small dopamine hits that your brain is seeking because it's like, please give me dopamine. This is part of the motivational triad, which is the, the, our brains seek pleasure. It's just one of the, one of the three things that they do, they seek pleasure. So they're like, oh my God, just give me the dopamine. So if you can just artificially give your brain some dopamine. I'm not talking about go find some fat-free Oreos or some shit. I'm saying like, no, if we can just say, if we can plant these opportunities to celebrate and, and you can reward yourself when you are doing this new task, like going on the walk, like writing the book, like introducing the new uh, service into your private practice. If you can reward yourself along the way, meaning if you can look at the at the work that you've done, if you can congratulate yourself, if you can pat yourself, physically pat yourself on the back for doing something that was hard, if you can go onto Canva, make yourself your own award and present it to yourself like, you're amazing, I love you, keep going, I'm here for all of it, right? If you are willing to become that version of yourself, what happens is that your brain all of a sudden is getting dopamine in these new ways. And it is then not seeking as much the dopamine of staying in bed, the dopamine of just not doing the thing, the dopamine of keeping, you know, not doing the Facebook ads or, you know, keeping your marketing the same thing that you've always done, right? 
Like you, if you really want to outsmart your brain, celebration is one of the best tools that you can use to give your brain access to new sources of dopamine. And what's, what's really impressive is that not only is this beneficial in the moment because it's really good, your brain just loves dopamine. We've established that fact. But what happens is that you begin to build new neural pathways in your brain and your brain loves that. It's like, wait, what? You're going to celebrate the fact that we just wrote a book? Like I just sat here, I wanted just to give you an example. So I went and I usually print my books at Office Depot here around the corner. And when we have any kind of trainings, we go and, and create manuals and agendas and workbooks and get those all pre-printed, usually for our clients, and then, you know, get them so that um, we can hand them out and, and people have a way to take notes and, you know, log their aha moments and write and, and keep track. Um, knowing full well that, that you know, there's, there's that really good scientific benefit of writing um, pen to paper and, you know, journaling and, and taking notes, much more so than, than you get with a digital experience. So, um, so when... This morning, I went to, um, I went to, um, had to go take a couple of packages back to Amazon and go to UPS, drop those off. I went over to um, Office Depot to pick up the manuals. Manuals weren't actually, Office Depot was not yet open. So then I went, I went over, I got myself a manicure as a reward. And I sat there and listened to the podcast that I've been wanting to listen to for a minute. I put my, you know, AirPods in. I had my manicure. got the most lovely, you know, dip manicure. It's just beautiful. This deep, dark brown, gray, gorgeous color that I love. That's like so perfect for fall. And, um, and then I went over and I picked up the books. After my manicure, I went back to Office Depot. I got these books. And I sat there in the car and I read them. And they're not that long. These are just training manuals. And the one book is like 55 or 60 pages. It's not, you know, like they're not, they're not like super hard to read, right? They'll, they'll, you can fly through them pretty quickly. Um, but I gave myself the opportunity to celebrate all of that hard work, to celebrate it with a manicure, to celebrate it with the um, physical act of opening up my book and reading the words. And and there are a couple typos in there. My clients all will just have a good old laugh when they come in. I'm going to be like, look, I know it says soft coaching in there, but that soft actually is supposed to say self-coaching. So just don't mind that and just cross it out and put self. <laughs> so we're going to have a couple moments of laughter when they come in. But but reading through this booklet today and just, you know, and reading through the, the things that I've worked hard on over these past 60, 90 days, that is a reward in of itself. And those dopamine hits, oh my God, they are amazing. And if you can build more of those into your life, the more than you will go and seek dopamine from shit like TikTok and from Instagram and from Netflix binging and from wine, right? Like your job is to show your brain to give it exposure to dopamine because it loves dopamine. It hits the reward center of the brain. And this is one of the things that we as humans from our evolutionary standpoint, we are, we are driven to do, which is to, um, to seek pleasure, right? So if we can reward that portion of our brain doing something that's really amazing, like writing a book or building a new service model in your private practice or taking a new training, we have really outsmarted the brain. And if we can, not only if we can um, take a moment and we can celebrate ourselves for that accomplishment, 
if we can point our brains in the, the direction of the evidence that does exist, like, oh, you're the person who just decided she was going to get up every day, 25 days out of 30 days this month and walk. That's incredible. Right. And you then you're taking those steps and you're creating that version of yourself that is celebrating, that is getting the dopamine hits, but doing it in a way that serves her long-term goals, that serves where she wants to be in a year from now, that serves where she wants to be in 30 days from now. That's like, that's serving your higher self. So that the act of celebration is so important and we totally blow by it. I mean, I see clients do this all the time. And I think for the achievers, if you are a high achiever, you're somebody who's just always going out and you do the work, high levels of focus, and you're like, boom, 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 let's go, get it done. You know, I, this is when I shine is like when I just like, you know, blow through the checklist. I just, you know, one of the things that your blind spot is that in the wake of achieving all of that and how good it feels, which is amazing, I also want to encourage you to stop along the way and build those new neural pathways and, and flush your brain, flood it with dopamine. Point your brain in the direction of like, oh my gosh, look at how amazing you are that you've completed all these things, that you are, you're, you are um, getting the shit done that you wanted to do. This was me this morning. This morning I got up, I did not want to walk. I went to walk, I was fucking pissed about it my whole two and a half miles, for being completely honest. And um, I came home, um, got the dog in, put in a load of laundry. And one of the things I know to be true is that, right, the, uh, it is much easier to stay in action when I am moving along rather than to start and to stop. And so instead of sitting down to have a cup of coffee, I realized that there was a, um, we had gotten an Amazon delivery from our Amazon subscribe and save. There are a couple of things sitting out. And so I was like, you know what? I avoided uh, putting these items away into my pantry because the pantry is super messy. So I'm going to just go in and I'm going to make some space for those. Well, lo and behold, 20 minutes later, the entire pantry had been cleaned out. All the shit had been, you know, everything that was expired had been thrown away. All the empty boxes that my fucking kids leave everywhere, gone, right? So my, so if I, if I look at all that and I'm like, oh yeah, okay. So my brain's going to seek out the quick dopamine hit. It's not, it's going to always want to defer to staying in bed, not doing the thing because that's totally normal human nature. Nothing's gone wrong here. But if I really want to win and I want to be the person who like shows her brain evidence along the way, who gets a lot of shit done and then rewards herself along the way and to become that version of myself and to feel really good in the process, then what do I do? Well, I just have to outsmart my brain and I got to celebrate more and I have to show my brain like, oh my gosh, look at all the amazing shit you just did. You went and walked two and a half miles, even when you didn't want to, good for you. Then you came home, then you did a load of laundry. Then you snuggle with your dog for about five minutes because she has anxiety. And the only way that she feels better is to give her a five minute snuggle every morning. Good for you. And then you decided you were going to go and put that thing that was sitting out on the counter back into the pantry. But just in the process, you noticed that other things needed to be fleeced in the pantry. So you took care of that shit too. And then you went and you, I don't even know what I did from there. I mean, I did, I think I did a couple other things. Actually, I think I went right up and showered. I was like, girl, I'm just going to continue it. I'm you know, I'm not even, gonna, I'm just going to have my cup of coffee on the way up. I'm going to do my thing, uh, you know, keep going, right? And just celebrating all of those little wins along the way, going to pick the book up, going to get the manicure. Like these are the things, if you want to become that person who outsmarts your brain and you learn to win in the game of life, this is one of the easiest ways to do it is to start celebrating more often, 
but it all starts with that just commitment to managing your brain and outsmarting it. When it seeks out the dopamine hit and you swap it in, you're like, hey girl, I know you want to stay in bed. Totally normal. Nothing's gone wrong. I so love you for that. And I'm going to fight for the version of you that's going to look back on all the shit you did this morning and who's going to feel amazing because so much got accomplished. I'm going to fight for the version of you who's going to read the book when it's been printed and bound and she is going to just feel like the baddest bitch out there. That's the version I'm fighting for. Let's get to fucking work, right? Okay. So look, if you get nothing else from this conversation, because I've babbled on quite a bit about all the things, we've talked about all the things. If you get nothing else from this conversation, I want you to take a moment and ask yourself, am I celebrating? Number one, am I celebrating? Number two, am I celebrate? could I celebrate more? Don't ask yourself, am I celebrating enough? Because that's just putting up some standard that you, you're going to just fall short of expectations and then you might feel shame and you know guilt about that you haven't done it. No, no, no. I want you to ask, could I be celebrating more? And if I were willing to celebrate, what could that look like for me? Like, is there an opportunity where I could actually outsmart my brain and really work with my prehistoric brain and I could, I could win and I could actually create a new neural pathway and feel so much better? I want you to, I want you to think about that. And, I, and, and even if you're just like, I don't even care about the brain science, totally fine, not a problem. But then I want you to just take a moment and are you willing to commit to celebrating yourself? And if not, why? And if it feels too indulgent, then you've got work to do. And if it feels like it's too much, then you've probably got some work to do, some things to explore in there, right? And if you're just like, oh my God, it's just so hard, then you've probably got some work to do on managing your brain, right? Those are the things that are, these are the small tweaks and small subtle changes that can be so rich and rewarding at the end of the day. And when you are a person who is seeking dopamine and you're not, and you're trying to avoid getting it from chips and dips and Netflix and wine and gummies and all the other shit that some of us have used in the past to cope. Oh my God, it's amazing. Cause I'm going to tell you something. It's amazing to have the experience to have, to sit and read the book and instead of going to right like celebrate with a glass of wine or two glasses or three glasses and some champagne and maybe a gin and tonic and then feeling terrible the next day because I'm hungover. No, I want you to get these rewards that are building new neural pathways that are helping you create that next version of yourself and that are giving you an opportunity to feel that dopamine hit and to feel it in a way that is so supportive to your growth. That's so, so important and fantastic. So I know I have left you with a lot of ideas and um, I am so excited for this week and for all of my people coming in for coach training. And um, oh, it's so fascinating just to witness this moment in our business and, and to um, you know just take these people under my wing and to help them and teach them the skill of coaching. And I just love it. So I'm so excited. So, all right. I hope this has been valuable for you. And if it has, and you know somebody else who can use it, then I want you to go on and make sure that you subscribe to the podcast and then share it. Okay. Subscribe, write a review. If this has been helpful to you, go and write a fucking review. You Do you know why? Because if it's helpful to you, it's going to be helpful to somebody else. And we need more of the reward of these kind of rewards 
We need more of these in our lives than we do the Netflix and the wine and all the other shit that we've used in the past, right? This is what helps our, this is what helps us be the best versions of ourselves. And it helps us avoid hangovers. Come on. Like nobody needs that. You're way too busy for that, right? Okay. I love you guys. All right. I will see you next time. Take care.